0: Okay, Bezerra Hashem, let's continue. We're in Lashem Chelik Biorim. Now we're jumping over to Druchei Igulim V'Yosher. Chet Anav Beit ot Yud Gimel. Uv'Sofanav Gimel Yid Payer Tam Lameh Utzach Yinat Simsum V'Manya No. Why do we need the Simsum? The Simsum, in a very basic way. Is the way Hashem uses powers of limitation to conceal Himself. ha This power of Hashem concealing Himself isn't just some monolithic wall that He hides behind. It's a great, more like a great net or a great matrix that he then enters into. And within this matrix is containing every single, the root for every single boundary, every single vessel, every single power of creating a measurement that would ever exist in the creation, ever. So this is an extremely potent film or ethereal substance of potential boundary. Honestly, it's like a crude example. It's an extremely crude example because this is obviously an extremely lofty, godly power. This power is one with Hashem. See, people get it all wrong. That simsum, they think, is some otherness that makes an otherness, a separation of otherness a separation wall of otherness between us and Hashem couldn't be farther from the truth. Just as the orain Sof, just as the endless light is an essential expression of Hashem, so too is the tzimtzum. So too is this power of constriction. It's Hashem's, it's Hashem's power where He reveals Himself as the one who holds Himself back. If a person is talking and they want to express themselves, And all they do is they make this amazing yell. And to them, it contains all meaning, but to you, it's meaningless. But when they speak and they make pauses and breaks in their speech and they form words, and this word goes here and this word comes after, and he's slicing and dicing his expression into sensible phrases and sentences. That's the power of simsum. It's also a power of self-expression. And so this simsum is an expression of Hashem as well. It's all his powers of holding himself back, which literally comprise every single measurement that would ever exist, down to the particle level, down to the limitations that make me and you, that put me over here in Atlanta, Georgia, at in the morning of Tuesday in early September 2020 and put him over there in Germany in the 1400s and put her over there in Australia in the 300s. Whatever. That's the Simpson. It comprises every limitation that would ever be in play in the creation and The way it kind of works is, this is kind of the crude example, but when a person is blowing bubbles, okay, I I do this with my kids, so you have the breath, and then there's like a film in in the thing that you blow the bubble through, you're playing with your kids, you're blowing bubbles, and then the bubble pops out. Well, some bubbles come out, they're bigger spheres than others. That's the power of this constriction. And it's catching the input of the breath and creating shapes that's kind of like how that Simpson works in my mind it's this power to catch the spirit of the creator his inputs his impacts into the world and it catches those impacts and there's a predestined shape that those impacts are gonna take and create three-dimensional objects when they're activated Okay, that's like a kind of... It's a crude, but also a beautiful image. If you think deeply about it. What it means, though, therefore, is that there's a, there's a preset limit on the shape everything's going to take for all time. And it's laid down there in the Tsum It's laid down there in that... Like, I'm picturing a two-dimensional matrix net that's ready to receive an input and create this or that shape, this or that three-dimensional object, spiritual and eventually physical, when activated. Now, everything's not predetermined, though, in a sense, because we get to participate in this Simpson. That's the whole deep contemplation when we talk about the good and evil inclination. The Yitzhar Tov and the Yitzhar Better translation here, Yetzar Atov, better translation than good inclination is the ability to form good, because Yetzar also means to form. That these simsumim, these powers of forming and defining boundary, is malleable to free will. So through choosing the Yetzar tove we form good things in our life. We participate in this power, this net of the simsum. To bring down things, angels, thoughts, eventually our physical, in a good form. Or, God forbid, the Yitzahara in a bad form. Anyway. Yeah. Now, we have a question, though, because in the language of the Arizal, there seem to be two meanings for the Tzimtzum that seem to be not so compatible at first. The Leshem in this book is all about solving apparent contradictions within the Arizal. A very fantastic book. So, he says... You're telling me that the Simpsum is like a, a matrix that's a boundary-making machine for all things? I thought you said, Arizal, that the Simsum, the purpose of the Simsum, is to make a space, is to make a place for the worlds, is to clear away the infinity of Hashem's presence to our view, to our experience, such as to make a possibility of a space for otherness. we gums are going to move on key hira nahmal okay hira amra shimsum who callpaniricani canal hari who head or gums are beginning to avio call yeah oh one more thing we gums are going to il shimsum who charge to begins avio calim our gums are going to move on okay we have a problem because we have an apparent problem because one statement is seeming to say that Simsum is this power generator that makes all boundaries and eventually all thicknesses and hard edges in the world. It's what makes it this simsum, this primordial simsum, that the light, the right the of the, the, the ray of light of my soul that comes down into this world comes down through many levels, like we were saying in the last recording, hundred levels, and eventually congeals as a body. After 100 step downs, 100 step downs, a vast chasm between each level, a vast quantum leap between each level, an exponential leap, 100 ex- exponents down to finally make a body. And therefore, the simsum is the net that catches the light on each successive level down, making it thicken more and more, making it come into boundary, constriction localization, and specificity more and more as the light travels down level to level. But now you're telling me, Arizal, that the symptom is clearing an empty space for me to exist? That would seem to for sure not create boundaries. That would seem to do the opposite. If we're just clearing a space, we're creating nothingness. We're not expressing anything that's going to make a hard thickness, just the opposite, right? It seems to be. We're creating an empty space where in which I can, the light of my soul can express out, unfettered. It's empty, it's, it's not held back. Right in an empty space, air or light or water can fill it freely, all the way to the boundaries of the space, why should something entering that space now take on all sorts of hard boundaries and smaller and smaller shapes? Again, this is the problem. If we simply picture that Simpson as pushing out a space, like one clearing their mind. Well, that's the answer. Again, if we just picture that Simpson is clearing out a space that's completely empty, such that it can then be filled, well, when things come back in to fill it, they should fill it completely. They shouldn't be, we shouldn't, why are we assuming that when they enter that space, this power of the Tsim Tsung, which creates that space, is gonna put all sorts of boundaries and filters on them to make all sorts of specific shapes out of that filling. The filling should just be a diffuse and fill the whole space. So, why are we saying that not only does the Tsimsun clear out the space, but it's also containing all kinds of potential powers of slicing and dicing this filling in, making all sorts of particular shapes and creatures and beings, and angels and animals, plants, holy waters and rivers of, of fire and all these things emerge? From the Simpsom, how so? How so if the Simpsom is just clearing an empty space? So this is going to be now the, the amazing answer. Ach, oymek ha-dvarim hu ki tzirich him an al-adas <laughs> la-avim ki khti ve-rizol hem b'chol divari ha-Torah asher lo k'moshen ikhtav v'nigrao v'chol yin ha-hedra b'chal ha-panoi v'avya v'arikani sh'am ar-av what a beautiful sentence. What a beautiful sentence to be written down by the Holy Lashem, the grandfather of Rav Yashov. <coughs> that the words of the Arizal are like the words of the Torah. Every word of the Arizal has a pardes commentary. Every word of the Arizal is as deep as the words of the Torah themselves. In a sense. Not quite as deep because it's not the Chumash. But every word of the Arizal, you take it on the simple level, you have to dig deep into the deep level within the words of the Arizal. So the Arizal says, in the simple language, <clears> that simsum is creating an empty space for realities to exist. And it results in a cleared-out space of empty air. (laughs) Hal panoi virekan. Avir panoi. Empty air. Lesham says, okay, that's the simple language. But you have to dig deep into the nuance of what that means. What that really means is that it's empty Appearing. It appears empty. It appears like an empty clearing. Only because it's not... This symptom right now is not revealing its power. But actually this Simpson is a living, godly force that's like a matrix net of creating boundaries. So here's a contemplation, here's in a metaphor... <clears throat> Back to that crude example of blowing bubbles. When you look at the bubble still in the the bubble wand, right before you've like made the spheres come out, before you made the bubble spheres come out, you can contemplate that there's the potential right now in the in the stage, where we still haven't blown any bubbles yet, there's a potential over there for, whatever, 15 different sized bubbles to come out. But when you look at it with your eye right now, all you see is a two-dimensional, basically, flat film of the bubble material. It hasn't come out at all. There's like 15, 20, 30 potential bubbles in there. But when you look at it, it's a flat wall. It's a flat wall of soapy water. That's kind of like the Elf Havdalot but a very, very crude example of what we're talking about. Just as right now to your eye the bubble one looks <clears throat> like I don't see any bubbles in there. It's just a flat wall of soapy water. Yet you can, you know You know, conceptually, you know, 30 bubbles can come out of this. So, too, it's like with the Simpson. When you look at it in the original state of it, it's invisible. Completely invisible. Nothing to be seen. But yet you know, if you would actually see it with your spiritual eye, you'd see that it was extremely powerful. It's called Tohu. You'd see that it was extremely powerful. That all the forms of the whole universe, for all time... Are going to emerge from this. You, you could sense it, but you wouldn't see anything specific. Because he's gonna say, at this stage right now, the Simsum is the all-powerful ability to create a net. Umatsuda as the Pirkei Avot said, a net is spread out over the living. <clears throat> that this Simsum is the ultimate power to spread out and capture and catch in its net every spiritual input to create all boundaries on every item in creation that would emerge below the Simpson, Out like from from the Simpson to make everything. <clears throat> but when nothing is being input yet into the simson, like in our example, when you haven't blown any bubbles yet, when the breath of Hashem, I mean, this sounds so so kind of crude but try not to think about the bubble thing anymore it's just a very plain analogy but when you're at the simsum stage and there's been no spiritual input yet so it's empty and it's invisible because there's no material there's no spiritual material there's no spiritual input for the simsum to whittle for the simsum to carve carve down it has nothing to act with nothing to use and so at that stage is invisible another analogy would be like your power to speak before the thought is inputted into that power like let's conceptualize right now when you when you speak there's like let's just simplify it to like two basic functions that are at play when you're talking there's The intellectual content of what you're trying to communicate, that's like on the side of the mind. And then there's the power of speech, which is basically a power of paring down those thoughts and slicing them up into different words that you're going to speak out, into different sentences, into different phrases. That's a power of constriction. The pure power of speech... Is a power of constricting, whittling down, carving down the thought such that it should come out in sensible speech, with the right timing, with the right ordering of concepts, splitting each word off from the next, such that, for example, in a Saver Torah, in a Torah scroll, it's imperative that the letters in the Torah scroll don't touch each other. That's a function of the Simson that each and every item should stand Each and every item should stand apart from his friend, apart from his neighbor, through the power of the Simpson. That's the power of speech that cuts the light of communication, of content, into all its packages. Well, that's very nice. And of course, we can meditate on the fact that that power to cut down communication and make it come out into all its appropriate packagings and boundaries and borders... Listen very carefully. That power stands at the ready and exists and is alive. Even when you're not talking, even when you're silent. Even before you feed that power with thought content, and now that power can whittle it down, like the way you feed a buzz saw with wood. The buzz saw if you've never seen a buzz saw cut wood you look at this and you say what does it do now that it has now that you can put some wood into the buzzsaw and you see it cut the wood you say oh that's its power it cuts things well what if you've never seen a saw in action or we can think hypothetically you've never you, you haven't spoken in a while i don't know the power to cut is there But when it has nothing to cut, when when the power of speech has no thought content to cut, when the buzz saw has no wood to cut, it's laying there silent. It's 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 not expressing itself, but it's there. That's the point. It's there and it's real, and it's and it's a real power that's alive. So that's what the simson was like before Hashem started expressing anything into that simson. And this is the fascinating part. That was the space of creation. The space of creation that cleared out space, that empty air that we were saying, was really like this gaping power of speech. So that As we keep saying over and over, space is alive. Space itself is this net, is this matrix. The space in which we exist is like this power of speech called the Tsimson. So the lesson continues. I'll let the lesson talk. Key, Nigalibo, Bekoch Givuli, Shalyada, who a Gavul, a Kitswa, Vamida, Vatum, Hanimsa Ata, Beholam, Matius Kulo, Kigamsho, Ybrak Shamo, who built the Gavul, built the Tahles, for himself, Akolze, Harry Paschut, who came in a low, Yifleshum Davar, Viesh, or Kochla, and see at the Gavul Gamkin, Vota Kochini Gamkin, Atam Kochach, a Machshik, a the whole or a Magvil, Tovahin, who Avius. So this is the this is the resolution of the apparent contradiction. The Arizal said, on the one hand, that Simsum is the power that creates all boundary and eventually all physicality and thickness. Because it's the power, the all-encompassing power of every single instance of Binding, paring down the light that comes into the universe, minimizing it, constricting it more and more at every level, like a great net, like a great matrix, for all instances, everywhere, of constriction, down the hundred levels that we explained in the last podcast. So of course it's the root for all thickness, for all eventual thickness, all eventual physicality. So when the Arizal, when the Rav says "It's also what clears a space, an empty space for worlds to exist," it's only empty right now when nothing has been, when nothing has been inputted into it. But of course, it's teeming with power. It has all the power to create all the boundaries. Yeah. That through the power of the Simsum to create boundaries, it's what separates off each and every creation from his friend, that he should be an independent, integral entity, which automatically creates thickness. Because by things being siphoned and sequenced off from his friend, they eventually bulge out and emerge in the concept of physicality and thickness. That's a very deep very deep topic. Just hear that and uh, maybe another time we'll dig into it more. Yeah. Bottom line, that Simpsum creates all differences ever in the creation. That Simpsum is the all-powerful net, the all-powerful matrix that's responsible for every difference of identity in the creation. That is an obviously enormous power. It's an infinite power. It's as infinite as the light itself in a sense. It's just the other side of the coin of infinity in our world oh. if everything pouring into our world is the light of Hashem the Simpson is everywhere placing boundaries on everything making everything come out as a distinct characteristic from his friend that's obviously an all encompassing power it's the first thing the Simsum to catch the light of the creator to catch the light of his expression coming into the world it's the first stop and it travels with everything, this simson, this power of simson, to make everything emerge into its ultimate shape. So far from being some monolithic wall that hides the Creator, it's actually a net that's hugging everything, giving everything its special quality. Very pretty, very beautiful. Amna. But this power, this ultimate matrix power... This netting power, when it's by itself and has nothing to work on, has nothing to act upon, has no revelation. It's silent. It's the power of speech, the power to cut up thoughts into separate words and, and, and concepts before you're talking, before you're feeding it with thought content to cut up. And at that stage, when it has nothing to, to whittle down, it's Presenting to us as an empty space full of empty air. <inaudible> because because what? Because this Simpson is like the anti-matter. Literally, that's what he says. Simpson is the hefe <inaudible> the anti, anti-existence. Anti-in the sense, of course, it gives rise to all existence and all of and everything's. Uh, uh, individuality, but this is where people make a mistake. They stop right there. And they say, "Oh, the sim is a hiding factor." So it's this monolithic shroud of, of hiding back. No, it only looks like that when it has nothing to work on, because in its essence is the concept of holding back expression. Well, if you're not feeding an expression, so it's going to appear as invisible, because it's it's a, it's a holding back that has nothing to to work with, so it's just pure holding back that doesn't look like anything yet. Very, very important to co- hold on to that contemplation. The pure power of holding back, the power of speech, which holds back thoughts and packages it into separate words, when you're not feeding it with thoughts to, to say, it, it lies dormant. This is the important principle in Jewish meditation, by the way, that in Jewish meditation... There's a great emphasis on repeating certain verses or visualizing certain letters. Yes, we start by clearing the mind. To clear out all the junk, all the emotional junk, all the intellectual junk that we've accumulated, but just by being in this messy world. So you clear the mind. But you don't stop there. Now you have a tsimsum. Now you have a powerful tsimsum. You've gotten to the powerful core. Of the tsimsum in your mind. Your mind is ready. It is empty now and is ready to receive a holy thought. You need to feed it a holy thought now. You need to feed it with a holy verse that you can repeat. You need to feed it with a holy visualization. Anyway. Because all these teeming powers of creating boundary which are existing there always in the power of the Tzimtzum are ready to express but when they have nothing to work on nothing to whittle down you can't see them they haven't come out into activation. This is a beautiful Chiddush from the last one. A beautiful, at least novel way of explaining the Simpson. Not necessarily that he made it up, obviously not, but the way he puts it is very, very graspable and beautiful. Yeah. Okay. This is why the Arizal says that the Tsimsum begins as like an empty air, an empty space. Because before it has anything to work on, it's the pure power of pushing back against all existence. So in that stage, you're not going to see anything. But when there's existence that's fed into it, when you blow the bubble, so to speak, when you feed the buzzsaw with the wood that it can whittle it, when you feed your power of speech with thought content to whittle down, now it's the power that springs into action and shows itself as literally what the lesson says it's hugging all creations whittling down all of them and wrapping itself around all of them to create everyone's boundary. The Garin Layasso, Siria Matius, the of He, the simsum, once it's fed with something to whittle down, he creates all the forms and all the realities and all of their boundaries. This is why the Arizal is specific in saying that the Tsimsum is like an empty air. Because air is invisible. The air gives life to everything. So too the Tzimtzum. It is a mysterious, invisible entity. But it gives life to everything that enters its space. Because, it, because when something is poured into that Simpson and everything is poured into that Simpson, it immediately gives it life by giving it its shape, by giving it its integrity, by giving it its boundaries in which it can exist. So it, it's, in and of itself, is invisible, just like the air. But just as the air gives life to all things... Everything is inside the air and is breathing the air and thereby living through, through the air. The air is alive because it's giving us our life because it's charged with the power of Hashem who gives life. So to the simsum is invisible but it's supercharged with the power of life. And you can see how the air gives life when you see everyone breathing. Even though you can never see the air, you can see the effects of the air because you see how everyone's breathing and it's giving them life. So too, the simsum is invisible. But now we can see it. We can't see it directly, but we can see its effects because we can see that it's giving. It's the power of Hashem. It's one of Hashem's powers, one of His expressions, the ultimate expression in a sense of creating all specificity in the creation. And everything's residing in this simsum, like the way everything's residing in the air. And just as everything lives from the air, so too everything is coming into its own being through the Tsimsum. Beautiful, very beautiful. And that's why the Arizal chose to call the Tsimsum Air. Er. Yeah. So we see that simsum is not revealing itself at all. Just like Air er is invisible... Until the Tzimtzum is entered into... That the Kav Ein Sof, this line, this infinite ray of divine light, divine light, enters into that Tzimtzum, and the Tzimtzum immediately grabs that, that line of light and starts whittling it into everything. Such a beautiful, pretty image. Such a beautiful image. The way, if we imagine this, this ray of light of the Ein Sof, like thought content... And we imagine that simsum has this potential for the power of speech to grab that thought content and translate it into spoken words by slicing and dicing up the thought content into particular words, into particular phrases, in a certain order. So too, once the kav, of the, the uh, godly light, is entering the simsum, it's like a thought content entering the power of speech. And now worlds can be coming into being as it says that Baruch Shemar that the Creator spoke and created the world. Vayomer Elohim or that God said, "Let there be light, and there was light." That the speaking, and this is important. Let me let me let me insert this one in here. The word Vayomer, when it says that God said, "Let there be this, let there be that." Vayomer Elohim Yorv, Vayomer Elohim When it says Vayomer, and God said we're saying right now, the power of speech is like the power of Simpsom. Well, that works perfectly with what the Zohar says, because the Zohar says the word Vayomer is actually uh, uh, an, an uh, anagram, an acronym. It's it's a roche Teva. <laughs> it's, it's three letters that are actually standing for three words. So in the word Vayomer, you have the Vav and the Yud of Vayomer and he said but then the Amar the the actual word for an Amar an Amira a speech is Amar is Aleph Mem Resh and the Zohar says the Aleph stands for Or Light the Mem stands for Mayim Water and the Resh stands for Rekia Firmament firm, Firmament Firming because the process of speech is to take the light of the Aleph of Vayomer of the Amar the light, which is like the thought in a sense, and to translate it into the concept, not physical water, but the concept of water. Water, the mem, is like a medium interface between pure thought and the last letter, the of Vamar, which is Rakia. Rakia means firmament, and it's a decent English translation, it's firmness, it's hard boundary. The rakia is the concept of everything's hard boundary. The, the Zara also teaches us, brought down by the Ramak, the word rakia, which means the hard boundaries of everything, the firmament, the firm boundaries of everything's heavenly boundary, eventually the earthly boundaries of all things, that makes them separate items. The word rakia, also, if you flip around the letters, is iker, the principal thing, the principal thing that makes each thing an integral existence, a separate existence, apart from his friend, that makes, that this is the Iker thing, the main thing that makes this a hand and this a foot, and this a man and this a woman, and this a planet Earth, and this a planet Saturn. The the Rekia is what does it. Because it's the Iker thing. It's the essential. Iker means the essential. The essential constituting factor. So we see a beautiful meditation. The word for, and God said, is itself this power of Tzimtzum, because it's the power to take thought, which is the light, translate it into a watery medium that's, that's called a mayim z'machshir. Water is preparing something that's pure light, that it should be something watery now, so to speak. And, and light and water are similar, right? They're both clear. They're both diffusing everywhere. It's just water is almost like light. It's a little bit more physicalized. But both give life. Light and water both give life. So you're coming from, you're you're thickening down from light to water, and these are spiritual concepts, not literally light and water, to the concept of the Rakia, to the concept of the firmament, which gives boundaries to all things. And this is the power of speech by Yomer Elohim, a God said. And it's obviously, therefore, we see a power of speech that takes the light of the Creator's input of godly energy and translates it into something thick and firm and into being. Into separate beings, into separate creations, separate creatures. Very beautiful picture. Yeah. All right. We'll stop the recording here and do a little bit more God willing next time.